Today, I want to have a serious conversation with you about people being themselves. You know, it's so tempting to want to control other people's behaviors when we have trouble controlling our own half the time, right? And today, we're going to talk about ways that we can let people be themselves, which is sticking with the theme of doing the things that can feel hard in order to maintain balance on the road to living in purpose. So let's get started. Hi, all. Welcome to the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast. I hope you're all doing well. My name is Justin. This is the podcast where we use the philosophy of yoga in a practical and everyday way, one small step at a time to become happier people and to become people who are driven by purpose, right? Dharma in yoga, purpose. And so I hope that all of you have been enjoying your holiday week. If you're in the United States specifically, we just celebrated the 4th of July. And so I hope you have enjoyed some good food, some good company, some fun activities, all of that good stuff. And speaking of fun activities, if you need a little respite and you'd like to do a little yoga with me on your mat, check out the last class that came out on the channel. It was out last week, Wednesday, the uh, 28th of June, actually. It's entitled Yoga with a Twist. So check that out if you want to go into just some detoxing and cleansing, renewing yourself just in 30 minutes. It's a great practice. So check that out. And also a word of programming note. Uh, next week, there will be Rewind episodes airing on this podcast, all within the theme of relationships and other people and doing difficult things with regards to other people, which is what we're going to be talking about in the month of July. We talked a lot about doing the difficult things in our life in June uh, last month. And now this month, we're going to be talking in July about the things that we might have to do when it comes to relationships and other people. So those episodes will be out next week uh, on this uh, podcast, whether you're listening to it on the podcast app or you know YouTube where we have the we simultaneously launch those episodes there as well. So check all that out in the coming in the coming week because you're not going to want to miss those episodes and even if you've heard them before it's always good to hear them again. Now, let's talk about Tuesday's episode which was again the 4th of July. We talked a lot about freedom and what that really means in our lives, right? What does the word freedom really mean? If you haven't listened to that episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was a really good one. It's a short one too. And I tell you a really awesome story, which I'm going to refer to in a moment, but I want to get back to the practice of yoga being steeped in freedom and authenticity because yoga is actually grounded in the full expression of who we truly are. You see, if you practice physical yoga, you put your body into a bunch of shapes. And then once you move into those shapes, you are going to look different than the person who's next to you, who's next to them, who's next to them. And I have to tell you something. I've been teaching yoga for over four years now, and there is not one class that I have ever taught that everyone has ever looked the same. It has never happened. And I've taught a lot of yoga classes. No one ever has, no one ever has looked the same and no one ever will look the same. And I've also, not only have I taught a lot of them, I've practiced a lot of yoga classes and I never look the same as, as the person who's next to me. And I think that that's an amazing thing. I love the authenticity when it comes to seeing how that works in a, in a yoga class like that. But this also holds true 
for other physical fitness classes, right? If you think about it, everyone walks a little differently when you're just walking. Everyone lifts weights a little differently, even though you're kind of moving in the same motions, your facial expression might change. The way your hands are placed might change. Everyone has different dance moves if you're taking a Zumba class, right? But everyone works together in those types of classes to head towards a common goal. The issue is we that kind of practice does not translate to what we do on the outside world. And when I say the outside world, I mean when you're not on your yoga mat or you're doing something in a group, you're being led by someone. It's in your everyday life, every single day. We don't always translate that. We think sometimes that we all have to act the exact same way and that we all have to do things that we think in our own hearts and minds are what's best for everyone else. They should be doing what we do and we should be doing what they do because that's the way it is, right? You see, you don't have to practice yoga on your mat to get something from these podcast episodes because my goal is to make this as practical as I can by using yoga philosophy in the real world because everyone is wandering around the world practicing some kind of yoga. In fact, if you heard the conversation that I had with Brian Booth a few weeks ago, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to that. It was amazing. You will remember that he said many times that yoga is everywhere. And the example he kept using was when you hold the door for someone at a grocery store. That's actually yoga. And it is. So we're talking today about the authenticity factor. We're talking about how we can do things when we're being led in a group setting like that, like we'll say a yoga class or whatever it is. Everybody's kind of doing the same motions, but we don't go to the outside world and we don't appreciate everybody's authenticity like we do inside of spaces like that. And that's where this whole podcast stems from is teaching us how to live authentically and move into the purpose. And so also speaking of things where things stem from, this is where the conversation you and I are going to have stems from today, the authenticity factor that we all have. So first, you have to start with reminding yourself that one of the niyamas of yoga, we've been talking about this for a while now, is tapas, which is about that self-discipline, tuning up your senses to move through that fire and blaze on in the in the trail of purpose. We're also talking about another niyama today. We're talking about Ishvara Pradhana or surrender, which is in my opinion one of the hardest niyamas of yoga that we that we tend to come across is surrender. We love control, don't we? We all love it. And I want you to keep the word surrender in your mind as we continue along because truly surrendering as a human being is hard. Why? Well, because we have an ego. We all have egos. Every single human being has an ego. We have them because it's part of our psyche that wants to push the button of control all the time. Why? Well, because ego is a survival mechanism that is ingrained in the human brain. It wants us to feel safe. The ego is the voice that says, "Mm, you probably shouldn't do that because you could get hurt. Or "Mm, you shouldn't do that because it's not going to feel good. Or "Mm, you shouldn't do that because you're not good enough. Or "Mm, you shouldn't do that because of this or this or this. And you know what ends up happening is we pour all that ego crap onto other people. The ego knows to get food when you're hungry. It also knows to run away from from a situation that's threatening like a burning building. 
It also knows if a car is coming head on that you need to swerve. That's what it knows. But the ego also thinks, as I just mentioned, that you should be in control of everything and everyone else in your life, including every relationship that you have and the one with yourself. Now, we talk a lot on here about the relationship to the self. We know that everything starts there. Okay, so we know that. But today, our focus on this particular episode is more outward to our relationships. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story about that. You know, in my early years, and it was in my late teens and early 20s, I actually came out to people as a gay man. And I was coming out just, I, I kind of did it as not so much I made some kind of like glorious announcement, but it was just that I just became, one day I decided I was just going to say it and, it and it was easier and easier and easier. And I just kind of let it flow into any relationship or conversation or whatever it was that I had. And the first person that I actually dated um, and was with for quite a number of years, um, I actually truly, truly loved this man. And I still love this man, even though I have no contact with him anymore. I still love him. There's still love in my heart because even though things didn't work out, it was probably one of the happiest relationships I ever had. However, the reason things didn't work out is because he could not face coming out and I was able to. And I was, you know, then living freely and I was, I, I, I didn't have to hide anything, but I had to hide that relationship. And I tried everything then to get him to come out. Nothing ever worked because he just simply wasn't ready. And that was his choice. So then the relationship ended and I had a choice then too, right? I had a choice. And my choice was either I could continue dating closeted men or I could make a decision that if someone else was in the closet, then I would not pursue anything any further. And that's the decision that I still hold to this day. Little did I know that when I was in that relationship and that relationship ended and I made that decision not to date people who were in the closet anymore, that I was actually practicing surrender. Ishvara Pradhana then. I let them. I said, fuck it. And I moved on because it wasn't going to work. But we have trouble with this type of thing in everyday situations, not just long-term relationships, don't we? We want to control everything. So we like to control the pl the places people go. We like to control the things that people like or don't like. We like to control the decisions other, other people make about their children, the choices others make with regards to who is in their life. We like to control that. We like to control you know, should someone eat? Should someone not eat? What do you like to eat? What do you not like to eat? You should try this because of this and this and this. We also like to control the activities other people participate in on and on and on. You get it. There's a lot more, but I have news for you. The more you try and control other people, the more you are putting a muzzle on them creatively and physically. Now, if someone wants to eat soup, this is one of my biggest things <laughs> that I still don't understand. And I have to use this whole like, okay, let them do it type of theory. Uh, if someone wants to eat soup on the hottest day of the year, which to me, that makes no sense. But hey, if you like to wipe the sweat off your brow and put the hottest soup in your mouth, fine, do it. If someone wants to go to the store at midnight because they don't like crowds during the day, fine, that's their problem. If someone wants to adopt three cats and they can do it, then let them do it. Great. If someone doesn't want to go to the theme park because they don't like rides, this is some this is this is me. I love rides, but I can't get a lot of people to go a lot of the time with me because they don't want to do this or don't want to do that. Then just stay home. You don't need to come. If someone wants to use one medication over another because one medication works for them and another one doesn't, then let them do that. 
I want you to stop and think about all the things you try to say or to do to either prevent someone from doing something or to nudge someone to do something. And I'm talking about everyone here, not just your kids, which are grown, by the way. We're not talking about younger kids where where you're parenting them. We're talking about grown kids. We're talking about your sister, your brother, your other family members. And guess who else I'm talking about? Your partner. I'm talking about your partner. I'm also talking about your boss, your boss as well. If your boss writes you up and it's not warranted, then fine. Let them write you up. If your partner wants to play video games instead of listening to music right now, let them play the video game, right? If your kids don't want to play soccer, but you do and you did, well, don't worry about it. Maybe they want to play another sport or do another activity. Now, do you remember the story I told you about my dad in the last episode who suffocated me with insults so that I would choose not to become a teacher? Now, my father has been dead for uh, 20 years, okay? So what good is any of that now? Even if he was still alive, what good is it? His, I'm not living my life for him, nor am I living it for anybody else. What part of his nonsense was he not dealing with since he was trying to control me? You see, that's the question. And that's what this all boils down to is control. We want to control other people because then we feel like we are in control of our lives and we feel like we're in control of the outcomes that we think will avoid pain for ourselves. You are actually making a mistake here because you're forcing others to be who you want them to be and not who they really are. Is that really love? When you say you love someone and then you try to control them, is that really love? Now, we are all different in our creative minds and we all have different ways to self-express. And sure, we're all, we all have the biological wiring that is the same, right? We have to have that as humans to perform a, you know, a life in a human capacity. And we all tap into science to change some of the thinking, some of our actions, some of the habits we have. We've talked about that on this podcast many times, that you know how to change your habits because you already have habits that you're doing right now. And so you can do that. Like you can change your habit of, of eating things that don't serve you so that you can lose weight for example, if that's what you want to do. Or if you want to put on some muscle, then maybe you need to exercise in a way that's putting on muscle. So fine, you can change all of those things, but creatively, we are all different and we have a different purpose that you can't say to someone, well, if you're creative in this way, then this is going to be your outcome. It just doesn't work that way. And I know, I know you see potential in your children and I know you want your partner to be home all the time so you can play footsie and cuddle so you can be safe in their arms and that, you know, it's just cute. I know you want your parents to move out of your town somewhere else so that you don't have to see them all the time, right? But guess what? People are going to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and however they want to do it. And the more you try to control them, the more resentment is going to build over time, over time, over time. And even though it may not seem like it right now, that resentment is building. Have you ever been controlled by somebody else? What do you think happens? And what do you think you start to think when you've been controlled by other people and you feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time and you can't be who you really are? Resentment builds. all. Uh, there's a whole host of mental things that go on when you're being controlled by someone else, right? So we need to let people just be. Let them, fuck it, leave them be, whatever you want to call it, because this does a few things when you let people do their own thing. 
It forces you to face your own anxiety and your own triggers, which is where the control actually comes from. You are looking to control someone else because you do not want a desired outcome to hurt you if this other person does something that triggers you, but it may not trigger them. Another thing that happens when you just let people do whatever is it takes the constant worry and dread out of your mind about other people and it lets you focus on your authentic self. Because guess what? When you're focused on other people's actions, where are you at? Where are you? You're lost. Can you? Do you know where you are? If all you're doing is focused on other people, you're lost. And here's the other thing. Life is simpler when you just let people do whatever. Just let them. Because when you do that, life becomes simple. This is surrender, my friends. This is Ishvara Pradihana. This is letting things go at their own flow. Now, there are times where when this whole let people do their own thing thing cannot, should not be used at all. So obviously, if you're a boss and you pay people to perform a job, well, you can't just let them do whatever they want, like call off all the time. You have to impose consequences and so on. Same with boundaries. And if you're a teacher, obviously, and you're running a classroom, it's not a free-for-all. There are rules. There are boundaries. That's fine. You also cannot let someone stomp all over your boundaries. If you set boundaries and someone else is stomping on them, you don't want to let them do that. And you also shouldn't let someone do something that could be potentially physically dangerous. And I'm not talking about risk factors here. I'm talking about actual physical dangers like, you know, setting yourself on fire. I mean, you don't you don't want to let someone do that, right? But there are risks involved with anything you do, including walking out your front door. There is a risk. So we're not talking risky. We're talking about actual things that could harm you, right? You want to let people be themselves when we're talking about creative things, letting others shine with their personality. We're also not talking about, as I mentioned before, small children you're raising that have to be taught rules and lessons and all of that. Safety always comes first. These are the times you're not really going to talk about, you know, you're not going to, you are, you are going to try to step in and intervene if you have to, when it comes to safety and, and, and your own well-being and someone else's well-being. We're, we're not, we're not using it for those types of situations. We're using that whole, just let them do whatever they want. Surrender, surrender, surrender. We're letting them do that stuff when it comes to creativity, personality, being their authentic selves. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, oh, you don't want to eat that? Come on, have dessert. Oh my gosh. And then the other person would say, no, I don't want dessert. Oh, why? You mean you don't want dessert? What? It's so good. And I'm using that voice because that's how I picture when people speak like that about another person eating something if they don't want the dessert, then they don't fucking have to have the dessert. Shush, right? Let them do it. If they're full, fine. Or I hear this, babe, you aren't going to go to the theme park without me. Oh, I don't like rides, but I can't go. And I just don't want to go. You can't go either then. That's a bunch of whining. If your partner wants to go to the theme park and you don't, then let them go to the fucking theme park. You know what I mean? If they enjoy that, fine. And you also hear parents say, oh, you don't want to play football. No, 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 no. You want to do theater instead because when you do theater, you're not going to get hurt, but you could get hurt playing football, okay? So we, we have to change that up. If your children want to do something, your grown children want to do something, then let them do it. 
Why are you controlling what everyone else is doing? If you're spending all of your time with this, again, you're not spending your own time on your own purpose, on your own talents, on your own fun, on your own happiness seeking. And I want to finish this conversation here. There are so many of us who have been muzzled, myself included, their entire lives by controlling parents, controlling siblings, controlling friends, controlling partners, whatever it is. That may, it may seem like you have no voice anymore when that has happened to you. And I'm here to tell you from someone who has been through all of this for a long time, you do have a voice. You have the right to walk away or change any dynamic of a relationship that is stunting your growth creatively. Stop expecting people to be who you want them to be so that you will feel better about yourself. You need to stop that. And you also need to stop trying to fix everyone. Just let them be. They need to learn their lessons themselves. You coming to the rescue or butting in nonstop is not a form of love. That is a form of control. And this is going to sound harsh, but it's true. When you control other people by either forceful means or less than subtle means of, of control, it's actually a form of abuse. And when you look at how mistakenly we do this and how serious it is, I mean, you don't want to abuse someone you say you love, do you? So stop and make the changes in how you operate when it comes to other people. Remember this, everything that you have inside of you is there to help you feel better, not from someone else. And I talk about this often on this podcast. If you think that your sole source of happiness is another person, you are sadly mistaken because they do not have inside of them what you have inside of you because you are uniquely you and they are uniquely them. They can add, they can help you grow, they can inspire you, they can empower you, but they cannot change you. So tap into what you have inside of yourself. You have everything you need. Surrender, let go. Watch how amazing things start to get when you let go of things. And watch how watch how many fucks you don't give anymore. You are literally going to be like, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, I don't care. Because really you shouldn't care. You have other things to worry about, like waking up when the alarm goes off, right? Like doing your journaling, like getting your exercise in, like treat like doing donating your time for those who are in need like that kind of stuff instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing or controlling what your partner's doing so it's important to start practice letting go it's important to start practicing non-possessiveness because it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable our ego doesn't like it but when you do and you push through that uncomfortable feeling my friends maximum results happen and i'm here to tell you firsthand the less fucks you give when it comes to their creative stuff and their authenticity, other people's authenticity, the happier you're going to be and the happier they're going to be too. And so I'm wishing you a wonderful weekend ahead. I'm wishing you a lot, a lot of nuggets out of the Rewind episodes for next week, which you are going to love. And we do talk in those Rewind episodes about other people and the things that we do with other people and how we can maintain happiness within ourselves. And so until I see you again next week on those Rewind episodes, I want you to start letting go. Start saying, fuck it. Start saying, let them do whatever because you deserve happiness. You deserve happiness and so do they. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon. Okay, one last thing. 
The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.